turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation, and uh, I want us to look at a verse before that we get into uh, the context. Uh, if I said last week that I was going to continue on with the series on the four cups, I apologize. That's not what I indelibly led to do, but the principles of the four cups are in there, so get it. It's it's tremendous word. It's a tremendous uh, uh, truth from the Word of God. But notice with me, in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 19 and verse 11 and verse 12. How many of you know that Jesus is coming soon? And uh, in Revelation, it tells us and shows us what He's going to look like when He comes. In Revelation... 19, he says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called, I want you to say those next three words, he was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. And he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Woo, glory. Faithful and true. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Our God is faithful. Jesus is called the Word of God. One person that really found out about the faithfulness of God was Abraham's wife, Sarah. We see from the book of Hebrews in chapter 11 and verse 11 something that we see concerning Sarah. Because of faith, also Sarah received physical power to conceive a child even when she was long past the age for it. Amen. I like that phrase, Sarah herself. Now, of course, Abraham was a man of faith, but Sarah herself was a person of faith. I believe this, that in marriages, both husbands and wives ought to be operating in the spirit of faith. I don't believe that we ought to live our lives on borrowed faith. As a matter of fact, you can't live on borrowed faith. The Bible does not say that the just shall live by borrowed faith, but it says that the just shall live by faith. And so it is our responsibility as children of God to develop our faith and get to a point where we stand on our own two feet, spiritually speaking, and function in this God kind of faith that He has so graciously placed on the inside of us. Amen? He said to the church at Rome, He says, I've dealt to every man, everyone among you, the measure of faith. Now say this with me, I have the measure, have the measure. of mountain moving faith. And so we see that Sarah herself received power to conceive a child even when she was long past the age for it. Because she considered God 
who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. That's another way of saying she considered him to be faithful and true. Amen? Faithful and true is who our God is. And so the key then to her receiving was she judged him faithful who had promised. Look at that verse if you could pull it up in the King James Version. And and let's notice how it says it there in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11. See, I think I can quote it, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to try and fail. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Notice, because she judged him faithful, who had promised. Now, can't you just see Abraham and Sarah showing up at the clinic? And they're looking at their age and they're saying, what? Wow, you better just go home. You're past all of that. How many of you know that she was not just past all of that? She was past being past. I mean, Sarah couldn't even conceive when she was young, much less an older lady. But I hear the Lord saying, with God, all things are possible. Amen? So she received... And she conceived this promise in her, and she did it by faith. You know, when it comes to the area of healing, a lot of people in the church, not this church, but in the body of Christ, they will say things like, well, you just never know what God will do. You just never know whether you'll be healed or whether you will not be healed. Because after all, he heals some and he doesn't heal others. Now, let me ask you this. Is that judging God faithful? No, that's judging God as unreliable. You know, you just can't say those types of things and receive from God. Well, you just never know. He might, if he's in a good mood, answer your prayer. He just might, you know, hear from you. i got a question for you. Where is that in the Bible? Amen. We must judge him faithful. And people really are judging God every day. Some are judging him faithful. Some are judging him unreliable and not trustworthy. But how do you judge him? How do you judge him? Do you judge him faithful? Do you judge him reliable? Do you consider him trustworthy? Oh, hallelujah. Now, Sarah went through a process. And oftentimes in our lives, in our faith walk, we will go through a process. And so let's just take a few moments to look at this process. Look at Genesis chapter 18 with me. And we'll start in verse 2. And of course, he lifted up his eyes and looked. There are three months stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. And said, Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Of course, these are the angels that were on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah. And verse 6, And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of the meal. 
knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. In other words, feed them. Now notice in verse 9. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, she's in the tent. Verse 10, And he said, I certainly will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now notice verse 11 and 12. Now Abraham and Sarah went out, were old and well stricken in age, and had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. This was not the laughter of the joy of the Lord. This was not the laughter that can come upon you and be expressed through the spirit of faith. But this was a laughter that was really doubt and unbelief. She said, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also? Verse 13. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I have a surely bear a child which I am old? See, instead of, of judging him faithful at this time of her life, she judged him funny. She's saying, You know, my husband's 99 years old. Ha, ha, ha. How could this ever be? So we see here that she's going through a process. And I want you to notice with me in verse 14, and this is a word to her, but it's also a word to you. Verse 14 says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I got a question for you. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Can God touch your pancreas and, re, and reactivate it? Can God take arthritis out of your body and out of your life? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can the hand of the Lord reach down where your babies are, all backslidden and out of the world, and cause them to have a prodigal son happening? Can He do it? Can He do it? Yes, He can. And in verse 15, then Sarah denied and she said, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, yeah, you did laugh. You think that's too hard for God. Verse 16, and the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Now let's keep tracking this through. Look with me at Genesis chapter 20 and notice with me in verse 1 and verse 2 and say it with me. My God is faithful. Genesis 20, verse 1 and verse 2. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country, and he dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and sojourned in Gerar. Verse 2. And Abraham said unto his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, the king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Think about it. Ninety-nine years old, and they're eyeing her. A few verses ago, she's laughing because she's too old. How many grandmas do you know that are getting pulled into harems today? I submit to you this morning, something is happening in Sarah's body. And the Word of God says to us, and it's a promise, that one of the benefits of born-again believers is that He will renew our youth just like the eagles. Come on, somebody. You've got the Spirit of God on the inside of you, and He can quicken you. At 70, He can cause you to look 40. 
I mean, I'll be 64 in November, and I've looked at a lot of 64-year-olds, and I don't look as old as them. I certainly don't feel as old as them. And you just wait till I start dyeing my hair and shaving my mustache. I'll look like Juan Valdez. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. You'll say, who is that in the pulpit? Well, he's renewed my youth like the eagles with a little help from just for men. Hey, glory. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. Don't talk old. Don't think old. Certainly aches and pains are going to come your way. But put those aches and pains under the microscope of the Word of God and begin to speak life to your limbs. Speak life to your soul. Speak life to your heart. Speak life to every organ and every tissue of your body. And He will be faithful to renew your youth. Just like the eagles. You know, Moses was 120. The Bible says his eyes were not dim, neither were his natural forces abated. How many of you know that you can have renewed strength? You can have renewed vigor? You can have renewed vision? Just friends, learn to drink from the fountain of life every day. Talk right, think right, believe right, and for heaven's sake, live right. Somewhere in here, Sarah must have made some kind of an adjustment. She stopped judging God funny and started judging God faithful. She cut off all the funny stuff and tapped into the revelation that if God says it, that settles it. I believe it. Be it unto me according to the word of God. Somebody shout, my God is faithful. faithful. Now look at chapter 21 and notice with me in verse 1. Chapter 21 and verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Just as he had spoken. And the Lord will do for you just as he had spoken if you'll believe him. If you'll trust him. And if you'll stand on your covenant. Amen. For Sarah conceived. Everyone say Sarah conceived. And bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. How many of you know that the word Isaac means laughter? And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son laughter was born unto him. And Sarah said, God has made me to laugh. Now this is not the laugh of doubt and unbelief now. It's the laughter of joy. It's the laughter of faith. How many of you ever received from the Lord and you were just overwhelmed by the goodness of God? I mean, you'd been standing through some tough times, but God manifested his presence and removed a disease from your body. God manifested his presence and removed some bills from your life. Come on, somebody. And the joy of your faith was expressed with laughter. Oh, God, you're so good to me. Sometimes I just get so caught up in the Lord with tears, not tears of grief, not tears of sorrow, but tears of joy. And so she said, God made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me. Verse 7, and she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah shall have given child suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Read verse 8 with me. And the child grew and was weaned. 
And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. Woo, glory to God. So what is it that caused Sarah to turn on the inside? What is it that will cause me and you to turn on the inside? She considered him. She judged him faithful, trustworthy, and reliable. Have you judged him faithful? There's too many people that are judging him unfaithful. I want to look at some scriptures today, and, and we're, we're going to talk about the faithfulness of God for a while, not just this morning, but I'm talking about next week. And we're going to talk, in, talk about how that, because he is faithful, we should be flowing in faithfulness ourselves. Amen? So be ready for it. Don't stay out of church. It's not a condemning word, it's a good word. But first and foremost, let's talk about the faithfulness of God. Look at Proverbs chapter 25. Proverbs, the 25th chapter. Now perhaps, you know, you've had a person on a job that you thought was going to come through and show up. And all of a sudden, you know, they just kind of flaked out on you. Anybody ever experienced that before? Uh, confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble, it ain't a good thing. Anybody ever had a bad tooth before? I've had quite a bit of dental work over the years in my life. And uh, if you have a bad tooth and you put a piece of meat in there, say a piece of steak, and you try to chew on that bad tooth, it just won't hold it. A lot of pain. It just won't hold up under that. Well, he says that if you put faith in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble, it's like a bad tooth or a foot out of joint. Anybody ever sprained your ankle before? I've sprained my ankle a few times playing basketball. And I'm telling you, a sprained ankle can be worse than a, a, a broken ankle. And uh, so I came down on a sprained ankle one time several years ago. And I, oh, man, you know. And so I had to go like this to the locker room, you know. And I had to... To get myself in a place where I could go over to Kaiser, have it looked at, and get some crutches and all those things. You see, my foot, my ankle, at that time, was not faithful. I couldn't put any confidence in it. I had to, to, to attend to that. And so he says that, faith, that confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a bad tooth. It's like a foot out of joint. Oh, aren't you glad that we don't have to be afraid to put weight on God? We don't have to be afraid. He won't give in like a broken foot. Hallelujah. You can, listen, friend, you can rest your entire life on Him. You can put your cares in the capable hands of God Almighty. He will sustain you. The Bible says, and we did a little teaching on that, it says, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you there's no sense of you holding on to the burdens God didn't design your life to carry the cares and to carry the burdens of life now I know that life can be difficult and I know that circumstances can get tough but how in the world is it going to help you worrying about it you're not able to change the situation in your own strength so instead of worrying and tossing and turning, rest in Him. Somebody said, well, how do I rest in Him? 
Pastor, you just don't know what's going on in my life. I've seen enough in my life in 64 years to know that life can be very difficult. I've had some challenges. You've had some challenges. But listen, you don't let those challenges overcome you. The Bible says we are not to be overcome with evil. Come on. We are not to be overcome with evil, but we are to overcome evil with what? With good. We found out during the offering that God is good. So we overcome the evil things that come against us with the good word of God, with the goodness of God. We say, Lord, I'm rolling all my care on you. I refuse to worry about it. My trust is in you. And I believe that you are faithful to take me through this situation. Even if it's not the best outcome, believe God for the best possible outcome. Even if you experience a failure, even if you experience something of tragedy and it's done and it's finished, you must not get into anxiety over it. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Now get yourself back up on your feet and learn to trust God and to rest in Him. Don't live in the past. Oh, if I hadn't done this. Oh, if I hadn't said this. Oh, if I hadn't gone there. Well, you did it. You said it. You did go there. And the results came forth. Come on. But there's no benefit in you living in the past. That's, right. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing toward those things which are ahead of us. How many of you know that God's got a bright future for you? Your future does not include anxiety. Your future includes the peace of God. We need to pray this right now. I just sense an unction. I sense an anointing on that. Because there's people that are they're holding on to the past and holding on to the cares. Let's just lift all our voices up together. And let's help one another. And let's pray this prayer. Declare it with me, Heavenly Father. I put my confidence in your great faithfulness. I refuse to allow my past to define me and to hold me back and to hold me down. I cast all my burdens, all my cares completely into your hands. And now, Lord, I pray that you would give me rest. I receive rest. I receive your peace. I'm not looking back. I'm moving forward. I'm not looking down. I'm looking up. I'm looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him praise now. Glory to God. Yeah, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. And when it doesn't feel good, and when your soul hurts, and when your body hurts, and when it looks like all that those weapons that have been formed against you shall prosper, declare in the midnight hour, it is well. It is well with my spirit. It is well with my soul. It is well with my body. It is well with my family. I declare that it is well. And I will live to tell of the goodness of God. That's what the Holy Ghost is emphasizing. Amen.
Try it on for size right now. <laughs> Declare it with me. It's well. It is well with my spirit. It is well with my soul. It is well with my body. Misplaced confidence will always disappoint you. Misplaced faith in man, in a relationship, in a job, in an economy will always disappoint you. So make the adjustment, adjustment and place your faith in me. Put your confidence in me. That's what the Lord is saying. And I will turn things around for thee. And it shall be as if you're a new person. And it shall be as if it was a brand new day. Come on. Amen? Do you get that? Yeah. Misplaced confidence always disappoints. God's our source. He's our healer. I mean, even if you go to a medical doctor and you have a medical procedure, don't give the glory to the doctors. Don't give the glory to the medication. Don't give the glory to the surgery. Give the glory to the great physician. God moves through medical science. He moves through doctors. We're not against them. Amen? I'm for anything that helps. But at the end of the day and all day long, make sure that you're giving God all the glory. Make sure you're giving God all the praise. It's not your education that prospers you. And it certainly is not our good looks. Amen? It's not our background that prospers us. And it's not our natural genes. But it is Him who sits on the throne. It is Him that gives you power to get wealth. It is Him that is your healer. It is Him that deserves all the glory. You getting anything today? Oh, let's raise our hands and thank God. It's all Him. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We worship you and honor you. Give you glory. Give you honor. Hallelujah. So I just want to hear now for the next few moments. I want to reaffirm. And I want to... Us to strengthen ourselves in this truth. That God is faithful. That God is faithful. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 7. Notice with me in verse 9. Thank you, Lord. If you'll trust me, I'll take you places that you thought impossible for you to ever get to. If you'll trust me, Hallelujah. I'll not only bring you through, but I will cause you to increase more and more. I receive it. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9. says, Therefore, know that the Lord your God, He is God. What kind of God? He's the faithful God. Who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations... With those who love him and keep his commandments. I know you love him, don't you? You're keeping his word, right? So we put our confidence in his faithfulness. And then turning over to Psalms 139. Notice with me in verse 138. Psalms 139. Actually, I blew it. 
but you'll forgive me. Psalms 119, verse 138. Let's read this together. Your testimonies, which you have commanded, are righteous. They're what? They're righteous and very faithful. Now, if you look up that word very, it's got a deep meaning to it. It's not just, well, how are you today? Well, I'm very good. Well, God, you know, he's very faithful. The word very there means vehemently, intensely, exceedingly faithful. (laughs) Woo, glory. He is vehemently, intensely, and exceedingly faithful. Isn't that awesome? Glory to God. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Be washed by the word today. Be encouraged by the word in the Holy Spirit. Read it with me. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And then turning to verse 10, chapter 10 and verse 13. Notice with me he says something. He says that no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to who? So what we're facing is common to man. But God is faithful. There it is again. He will not allow you to be tempted upon you that you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now let's pay attention to that word, bear it. Because it kind of has the connotation there that, yeah, when the temptation comes, you know, you're just going to be able to bear it. Your head might be down, your tail might be whipped. But, oh, you know, brother, we're just holding out faithful till the end. But that's not what the word bear it means. The word bear it there means to bear up, to hold up, and to come out. Everyone say to bear up, to hold up, and to come out. Now think about this. He won't let anything come to your door if you couldn't whip it. No temptation taking you, but such as common to man. He ain't going to allow anything to come into your life that you can't take your faith, that you can't take the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the blood and whip the devil's tail every day. Say it with me. If it's there, I can whip it. By God's grace. Now look at 1 Thessalonians 5. I'm, getting, I mean, I'm heading into the happy zone right now. I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Whoo, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Answer that phone and get me a dozen donuts for after service. <laughs> just kidding. Amen. All right. It happens to the best of us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Now may the God of peace, thank God he's the God of peace. He's not the God of anxiety. He's not the God of worry. He's not the God of depression. May the God of peace himself sanctify you or separate you completely. And may your whole spirit, your soul, and your body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Isn't that something? 
I, I want to look at that in the Amplified. We've got about five minutes left. I've only preached 32 minutes. I want to look at that verse 23 in the Amplified, so we'll wait till we can pull it up. Because this is good, but I'm telling you, the Amplified just, it causes you to shout. Or whistle. Or run. Amen. Glory to God. The God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. Separate you from profane things. Make you pure and holy, consecrated to God. That's the will of God. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, when the trumpet sounds, the will of God is for you to be intact in your entire life. Spirit, soul, body, financially, relationally, kept intact. Now, did you wear your shouting clothes today? Shouting clothes, by the way, whatever clothes you get on, you just shout in them. Amen? Notice with me in verse 24. Woo! Glory to God. Faithful is he who is calling you to himself. Utterly trustworthy. And he will do it. He will do it. He will do it. He will fulfill his call by separating you and he will keep you. Say this with me. My God is faithful. I trust him with my life. And I know that you will do it. Hallelujah. He's keeping us strong. He's keeping us sound. Well, now, pastor, you just never know what God might do. That's an insult. I mean, what if they said that about you? Well, you never know what that George Amaral guy might do. You just never know. That's an insult. George is a man of his word. And he's just a man. How much more our Heavenly Father? Hallelujah. We know what he'll do. He'll do exactly what he said he'd do. And we can trust him. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Notice with me verse 11 through 13. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, hey, he still remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. He stays faithful to you even when you don't believe. Romans addresses it like this. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true. Let God be true. And every man a liar. I'm looking at a company of trusters in this place. Listen, friend, once you have released your faith in an area for your life, once you've done it, continue to hold fast. Continue to hold fast. Hebrews says it like this. He says, let's hold fast the profession of our hope or our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. He is faithful that promised. Never change your confession. God is faithful. Somebody says, yeah, but you know, pastor, I blew it. I've missed it. I've sinned. What are you going to do? Stay down all day over it? 
The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Listen, there's no such thing as, well, you've made your bed, now you've got to just lay there. You've made your bed hard, just lay there. No, that's not the will of God. The faithfulness of God will get you off the bed and back into life and cleanse you and put you back into fellowship with Him. Come on, let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand up. Let's thank Him for His faithfulness. Oh, glory to God.